The Red Rum Theater, Episode 71, City Slickers. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alaniz. And I can't believe it's been this long since we recorded a damn podcast, <laughs> Antonio Marino. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I always think of Fabio. Remember when, uh, remember when he got hit, when he, he was on the roller coaster and he hit the bird, hit him in the face and broke his nose and he's all like trying to smile and shit? That's crazy, that so dude. Funny. Um, so every month we look at one of the movies that raises us up. Right, that movie raises wrong, raises right. Today we talk about the movie City Slickers. And guess what, folks? It's only right today. There ain't nothing wrong about this movie. This movie dude, only gave us goodness. Movie, if loving this movie is wrong, I don't want to be right, dude. <laughs> There's a couple things wrong with this movie. No, I mean, just, you know, for us little boys watching oh, it, raisinous. it gave us nothing Dude, bad. it kind of made us, like, realize, um, man, swearing a ton to be funny isn't as funny as just really being funny. <laughs> we'll get to that. that. I swear like I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Will Smith don't got to swear in his records, dude. <laughs> so, uh, we t- before we get to uh, the movie City Slickers, City, City Slickers, City Slickers, before we get there, we always watch movies. We're movie watching fools. We watch movies all the time. You see Jurassic World 2? I did see Jurassic World 2. ass. Dude, it was dating with my wife, yo. Listen, so was Incredibles 2, dude. With my kids. Damn. So, I've seen two sequels. I got, and, and listen, I saw Incredibles 2, Jurassic World 2. Listen, they're both not as strong as the first ones. D. Incredibles 2 is a far superior movie to Jurassic World 2. Jurassic World 2 is kind of a want-want. Really? It's kind of sequelitis big time. I, ugh, like, I, I just got the biggest crush on stinking... Dude, Ron Howard's daughter. She's she's fun, but he's like, in the first movie, Jurassic World she's One. Some hips, dude. I, <laughs> the hell? I really liked Jurassic World. I thought it was a fun Jurassic movie. Jurassic World was badass. I thought it was like starting the two brothers. She's like, hold his hand, and then they walk away, and then the little brother grabs his brother's hand, dude. That was cute. It, it was. I thought a good story. Uh, I love the park was already operational. It was it, mm-hmm. it was a new idea. This movie. It just covers ground we've already been covered before. This station is non-operational. What Holy cow, dude. Where's that from? I don't know, dude. It's at the driving, dude. But the movie, like, Chris Pratt and, 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 and Howard's daughter, I like their characters in the first movie. Yeah, they're and awesome. in this one, there's no growth. There's no don't, chemistry? You don't get to hang out with them very much at all. They don't really? Like, it's literally just like, it's like a Transformers movie. Run! Like, First of all, get down! Don't ever talk to me about no Transformers. I'm Bullshit. saying it's a Jerry Brookheimer dialogue. Was Goldblum good? He had. Every line he had just on the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. It's all right right, because I went uh, with Anna Jericho a few months back and seen Life Aquatic on the big screen, and he he was just as amazing as he was the first time I went. Dude, dude. So I saw two sequels this uh, this month in the in the and Goldblum got a star in the Walk of Fame. When this month? Bad to the bone, dude. We should do some Goldblum next month to celebrate his star, baby. Well. Let's do it. Okay, we'll get to I've that. I've never been a big Fly fan, though. We'll find something. No, yeah. Um, so, Incredibles 2, it's good, but how do you say? 
How you, you know, say? Listen, Incredibles one, the villain, um, syndrome. The little kid grows up. I never seen it, dude. We've been through this sixteen times. <laughs> okay, listen, Incredibles. And your ass hasn't seen Sicario, bro. I, and I wanted to go see Sicario two tonight because it just came out, but your ass ain't seen it. I want you to see Incredibles two with me in the family. You could go see it then because you haven't seen the first one. It was family day, dude, with the kids. <laughs> Hey, your family, dude. And uh, Lena wanted to come in today. She's like, I want to stay up for Uncle Tony. I'm like, why? She goes, I want to see his scar. I told him how you got the the spark when we were kids. When we were kids. Listen, that was Benny's punk ass <laughs> fault, dude. You don't give two little happy ass Mexicans fireworks and then go in the house and say, "Be careful." He well, said, you, "Listen, I might be eight years old, but you've been giving me beer all day, mug." <laughs> dude, he gives us these sparklers and just leaves us. Just leaves us. And what happened? You just dropped it. I, I thought the sparkler went out. It was dark. I thought the sparkler went out, so I relit that bitch, and it just burned off and fell into my sock. <laughs> oh, caught my what? shoe on fire, dude. You were running around the yard, dude. Dude, dude it was crazy. <laughs> that, it was a chemical burn on your flesh. Chemical? It was fire, fool. No, I don't, the, the, the fire, though, the sparkler. Yeah, it was like, like gunpowder. There's dude. a phosphate that burns off. There. I don't know what that means, that, but that shit. That dude. stuff, I mean, it, 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 it melted your skin, no dude. No shit. Look at my ankle, dude. Dude. I was like, did you get a tattoo removed? Nah, bitch. <laughs> But uh, she, went, still there, she wanted to see that scar. Dude. <laughs> I but The Incredibles 2, was, it was fun, had some great action sequences, but it, the, the first one's so good it couldn't get up there. So it was, a good, it was a good attempt, but it just couldn't be as good as the first one. You know what I'm saying? I bet you it still made a bajillion dollars. Dude, it made great money, and it was, it was a great popcorn movie. It ate popcorn, laughed, adventure sometimes. but just Ain't nothing better than popcorn, dude. But it wasn't, like it didn't, you left, it was like, that was a movie. So it didn't have anything that after, afterwards that grabbed onto you. Nothing like took a hold of your heart and held on. It wasn't like going to see Coco. Oh. Exactly. Oh. So, and Chris World 2, even less so. Just World, or, Dang, I, I, every review I've heard is eh. It's, dude, it's fine. It just it got nothing after. It's just there's nothing. It literally checks off all the boxes, but there's not a lot of heart to it, dude. That's just the bottom line. There's not a lot of heart. There ain't no balls. <laughs> that sucks. So, you know what, though? You know what's crazy? I had no desire to really see it. It's kind of like, eh. If Angie didn't want to see it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone. Dude, I'll tell you what, though. I don't give a shit about your date nights when Glass comes out, bro. Me, you, and Nate Dog. And Did you Jason. see the, the poster I posted on our, our, our video? Uh, yeah. Is that the greatest poster ever? Oh, uh, what? It's going to be insane, dude. M. Night, welcome back, baby! He better be back, dude. Dude, Glass is a good stinking movie. No, she. You okay. mean, you mean unbra- Unbreakable? But, uh, not Glass, um, uh, what's it called? Ass? Split! <laughs> Split is a good stinking movie. It's, it's actually a badass movie. Dude. Dude. he's wearing some, the dress, bro. Some, what? <laughs> Me and Jesus went to see a movie. And it was at the rave, and there was like five people in the whole theater. And they show the preview for Split. It's like super serious preview. <laughs> and there's this black dude sitting in front of us eating popcorn. He's by himself. And the part comes up where it's showing you in the preview that he's got split, per, per, split yeah, yeah. personalities. Damn, sound like Moses, dude. He's got split personalities, so he's wearing the dress, right? As soon as he comes on with the dress, the black dude's like, ah! <laughs> like and I'm like, that ain't funny, man. That's what he's showing you. He's dude, fucked up. This world two is a bloody movie. People get limbs bit off, and you watch it happen, okay? It's a violent, scary film, okay? And this grandparents brought their stinking little, like three grand- grandkids to see it. And they sat right behind us. 
talking the whole movie. Like, hey, yeah, so it's Whoppers. He, like, he's just talking the whole Damn. time. He's like, don't be scared, little man. It's going to be okay. Like, I'm like, why did you bring these little kids? And there's a bunch of kids in the theater. I'm like, this is not a kid movie. It's PG-13. Uh, listen, me and Tommy went and seen Sinister on a Sunday at Great Lakes Crossing. Scariest movie, like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in the theater. And there was a Mexican couple with like four tiny ass oh little God. Nestos running around. Let's run them through the theater. And I'm like, at any point when they look at the screen, they're <laughs> Their lives are going to be like. Dude, forever. Soon as, soon as the sun goes down. <laughs> um, so, you, you pick a horror movie. You went and saw. Was, listen, dude. Was be, listen, that trailer. That listen, trailer was listen, scary, dude. Listen. Okay. First of all, I don't know where they found that little girl. The scariest <laughs> little girl I've seen in my life. Dude, kind of, kind of ugly too. I mean, listen, as as Christian Slater said, the girl fell out the ugly tree, hit every branch on the way down. Dude, like I don't know what was going on with that poor girl. But listen, wait, hold on. <laughs> hit every tree. What was that? <laughs> that was true, man. Oh, that's He's like, see these, see these, the fanatics. I mean, look at this one. Looks like they fell out the ugly tree, hit every branch on the way down. He's like. And he's like the biggest Elvis fan ever. He goes, can't stand those fanatics. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. But listen, so my guitar player in my band is a fellow horror-like connoisseur. His, horror. That's what I said, fool. I said he's a fellow whore. Listen, get your mind out of the gutter, Pastor Ernesto. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I was hey, thinking about, about that Saigon <laughs> horror that bit my nose off. <laughs> about you again, Pampa. Is it a whore? Is it a whore? <laughs> Back in my day, they didn't have those fancy birth control devices <laughs> like pulling out. <laughs> that movie's so dumb. That movie's so funny. But there's some dude. laughs in it, dude. There's so many laughs. This dude, the Saigon horror part's really oh, funny. Man. Hey, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. This <laughs> Farley's ah, nose looks like, disgusting. It's plastic, dude. Okay, anyways. Horror. Hey, you got a dead hooker in your trunk. So, um, horror. Horror. And scary his, his thing is, he said, movies, scary movies do not scare me anymore. And his ever. goal, ever. His goal is... You're not is, there yet, are you? No, are you kidding me? If I, watch something, get you. if I watch something like bad enough, the oven light's on, boy. Dude, Blair Witch got me good. What? Blair Witch 2 got your ass I think good, Blair Witch 2 got me good. I'm saying Blair Witch Man, 2 got, got me you. good. Like, screaming in the theater like, good. Dude, you took three years off my life with that. <laughs> Whoa! I was like, damn! That was, you were scary in the damn movie. <laughs> Listen, every time I looked at you, the suspense in your, in your life was just like getting ready to boil over. Dude, I got, you couldn't handle it anymore, dude. Dude, I was angry you were making me go with you, dude. Listen, shithead, you said, this is what I'm going to do with you, dude. Got to do it together. I'm like, sweet. Then the movie gets over. I can't believe you made me do that. <laughs> Nothing, fool. Anyways, okay. so me and Drew go super to excited. see Hereditary. See Hereditary. Super excited. Drew went with you. Yes. So the two horror fanatics go together. Yes. And I didn't know he was with you. Dude, he was with me. And he was with me ready to walk out that bitch, too. No, it listen, was not that listen, bad. It, okay, it wasn't that bad. But it, they, they, one of the things they said was, it's this generation's exorcist. <laughs> you. Number one. U.S. Exorcist today, it's still it's hard. scaring the shit out of you. Dude, that movie, I don't know how it's it holds. It's so scary. This movie tried way too hard to pry some demon possession in there, and then it turned way, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, not, like it tried to be like sacrilegious. Tried way too hard to be sacrilegious. Understood. And it was just like, it was annoying. And like, it, there was old people nudity at the end that I didn't need to see. And it's like the, the, um, the acting was really, was pretty good. Uh, the dad, I felt Victoria bad for. Collette is a, she's a great actress. She's an amazing actress. And let me tell you something. Gabriel Byrne was the husband. He got no love in the trailer. Not in the trailer at he, all. He's kind I of a big Gabriel deal, Byrne, dude. dude. And he wasn't in the, even in the trailer. What movie do I love with him in? Usual Suspects. Suspects. That's right. Um, so, as horror movies go, I give that like a 4 out of 10, maybe. Wow. Maybe, dude. I mean, it was getting... It was so bad, I literally borrowed The Witch from Drew again to watch it because that's like the last real badass scary movie I've seen. That's the last one. That, like, I mean, the Insidious are enjoyable. Sinister 2 is the worst piece of box office poison I've ever seen. Did you, did you think Bubba Duke was scary? Eh. It was eh. Good story I heard, though. Listen, there was some, some parts that were like, oh my goodness. Like, when a... Scary character makes himself known during the daytime. That always messes me up. Okay. It happened on, on Insidious 1. Did it? Oh, and it was like, whoa. Um, I, me and Henry went and seen Insidious 1. He had no idea. What, he's down with scary movies. He had no idea what we were going to watch. So, like, that movie got over. He goes, I mean, I'm good with it. But, I mean, you give me a warning, dude. Like, damn. But um, those movies were fun. The witch was one of those slow grinds that just you it felt, got you. You felt dirty. Dude, you explained the last scene to me, and the last scene got me. I've never even seen the movie. I know. That last scene, I'm like, I watched that movie. movie, <laughs> that movie scene, messed me up. I've never even seen it. I know, dude. <laughs> That's a crazy movie. It, it messes movie. you up. You never even watched the movie. Dude, listen. In the in the preview for the witch, she's playing Pickaboo. The, the trailer. Baby. I'm like, I, I, that. She literally does Pickaboo. And the baby's gone, drug into the woods like a hundred yards away that fast. Like, unbelievable. And there's nothing to it. It's about a damn witch, bro. Like, straightforward. Whoa, dude. I mean, there's scenes in that movie that leave you, like, disgusted. Unlike the Rob Zombie movie about, uh, called Salem about the witches that was just horrible and made you feel disgusting really like dude after he puts out house of thousand corpses and devil's rejects and i'm like this dude is hitting grand slams and then that movie comes out and i'm like oh he, he did that and he did uh didn't he ha- halloween or something the first the new halloween the first remake he did was awesome awesome second one was whack um he put out a new movie called well his, his newest one a couple years ago came out called 31 premise was amazing the execution was was way off but um, hereditary, you get one thumb in the middle, dude. You don't even get a thumb up on that one. Man. Whack, whackalicious, dude. And people actually thought it was awesome. I heard people raving about it, bro. Dude, people don't know what to rave about anymore because nobody has their own mind, which is what we're going to get into with how incredible this comedy is. We're going to get into it big time. Any other, any other movies you watched this last uh, month? I watched The Ranch Season 5, and I don't give a shit. That show is incredible. There were some scenes this season that blew my mind. Listen, Tony told me to go. He's like, watch the last 10 minutes of season five, episode five. Yep. I, me and Angie turned it on. Angie was crying, dude. She doesn't know. Watch the show. Just that simple sequence. 
blew her mind. It was it was tragic. That was some real shit, wasn't it, dude? That it's it's straight up real stuff, dude. That that's being a man right there, proud, and, and, stubborn, and, and he is some kind of actor, dude. Kind of an a-hole, pushing everyone away from me yeah. all the time. Oh yeah. Did you did do what I tell you? Watch I didn't watch the last thing. I didn't watch that other scene either. You, dude. So it's fantastic. Season, season five it's was fantastic, good. Season five was great. Dude. Fantastic. Every season, and they're easy watches. They're like twenty-eight minutes an episode. There's ten episodes, and there's five seasons. Every time they release one of these damn shows, you watch in a week. T- week and dude, <laughs> two days. This shit's done, dude. <laughs> Get home late night after a couple of pops. I gotta watch the next three episodes. <laughs> So we have some movies this uh, coming up month. We're watching some new Mission Impossible. Uh, too bad I'm going to watch Sicario two with or without you, dude. Sicario two is going to be watched this month. What else are we watching in the theaters this month? I'm watching. Oh, that's August. I'm watching Mission Impossible. Something else coming out in July too. Uh, it's a big month for for movies, but I'm, I'm, Mission Impossible is the one I'm excited about. And uh, I'm watching. Uh, too. I'm watching Teen Titans Go the movie because the kids love it. Uh, Teen Titans car- it. cartoon thing, you know. Um, so that said. I want to tell you guys something right now. Patreon is awesome. We took Especially the- with some uh, lime and salt. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a patron, I mean a patron, um, here's a deal. We're at $47 a month right now. If we hit 50 which is just three stinking dollars, we need three people to give $1. Three, listen, the show is increasing in downloads. People... People, I get emails, I get texts, people loving the show. Probably asking where the hell we're at. Listen, wherever you're driving, download the Patreon app, set up an account, give us a buck a month. Okay, give, this, give Red Room Theater a buck a month. When we hit $50, after we, our first reward at $50 is we'll put out a vote every single month. And you get a vote between Tony's pick and Nesto's pick for the yeah, movie of the month. Yeah, yeah, you, you Team Nesto? Or Team Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to oversell it. Shite. Yay. <laughs> um, and we'll throw some crazy stuff in the mix, too, dude. Oh, we don't yeah. care. Um, but uh, so we need $3. Three people need to get a dollar. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. $3. You, I mean, that's like half a six-pack of no, Miller High Life. It's three people giving $1. Oh, shit. That's still $3. That still equals $3, fool. But one buck a month is all we're asking for. And if that's $50. Now, when we get to $100 a month, when we get to that just $100 a month, we are going back to we're going to two episodes per month. One every two weeks. You get twice the red rum. Yes. If you love the show, red rum. Want to support the show? Hook it up. Throw in a couple bucks a month. Let the show be awesome, man. Help us help you. Let me help you. <laughs> and well, he had hundred. Also, he had hundred dollars. We release our brand new shirt design. The incredible, the awesome Al Bundy. Thanks, Dad. Can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be the best. It's good, dude. Listen, it might be better than Dang Gina. The maybe. Dang Gina shirt. But listen, listen, the Dang Gina coffee mug is my favorite. Listen, thing ever. all our patrons that, that give, like, we have some patrons that love the show and back the, back us hardcore. We sent all our patrons a Dang Gina coffee mug. Everybody loves it, dude. Everyone that got people. one loves it. Send four, five of them out. Nice. Four, four of them out. Send four of them out. And I, I think I'm gonna order one for me and you. But you don't drink coffee, Tony. Are you fucking <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> I don't drink coffee. At home, you drink coffee? What? If I had a Dane Gina cup, I would. <laughs> Put some stinking bourbon in that biatch. <laughs> you were personally offended just now. <laughs> don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. <laughs> Shit. Oh, dude. Lena, like, comes in. She's like, That's like I- saying I play baseball like a girl, fool. Um, Lena comes in today. She goes, she goes, uh, Dad, 
I'm becoming a Mexican. <laughs> She's getting so tanned. Oh, I was going to say, what, she don't have car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> In 10 years, I'm like, who's the father? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. I'm just, I'm just it's, a, it's a joke. Oh. It's a joke. You're the one I'm on the move to Flint, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> 10 years. Sounds about right, though. Oh, no, no, You're no. stupid. No. Hey, let me ask you this. When are we going to do another live Facebook Live? We should do one in two weeks. We should do one in July or August. We should do one. Okay. Okay. Work. We'll talk about it after, on, off the air. So listen, we need $3, three people listening that love the show. Just hook it up, man. Hook it up, and let's get to the vote, and we'll be halfway to the hundo mark, halfway to being back twice a month. Because Tony and I, we want to be there. We want to be there. Uh, you know what? We were talking all this bullshit, talking this big game. Oh, once a month, it's going to be perfect. Our schedule to this. Um, we're just so busy, but to be honest, going from weekly to monthly was, big, was way too much change. We, we I think bi-weekly will be perfect. And listen, with the 50, uh, we're going to be 50 bucks a month. <laughs> we're about to be at 50 bucks a month, and you know what? It allows us to pay all the bills, allows us to give out swag to people, it allows us to do a little bit of advertising for the show. So listen, help the show grow. Help me help you. If the show grows, we can do more cool things for the show. So there's that. If the show grows, Tony gets some hoes. To, to, to garden with. And, uh, because yes. <laughs> I have a yard. <laughs> okay, so let's go into our movie. Let's do this. City. Man, we've been bullshitting for like half an hour. <laughs> City Slickers, dude. Okay. Release June 7th, like basically um, like this month in 1991. We're 11, you're 10 years old. I remember the trailer for this movie. I remember the trailers coming out. I remember the movie hitting the theaters. Yeah. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Dude, I remember that I remember that big time. This got a 90% Rotten Tomatoes. 90%. Because it's, it's badass, dude. There's a reason we got a sequel because this movie was a huge hit, not just with the box office, and I don't even want to talk not just about with critics, but people loved the movie. I remember the movie fondly. There's jokes I remember in the movie that I haven't seen it in stinking 20 years. Paper or plastic. I remember that Never joke. Never forgot the joke my whole life, dude. Um, it took me a long time to realize what he was talking about, but... <laughs> Directed by a guy named Ron Underwood. This guy, had, he did Tremors, which was a fantastic uh, amazing film. Amazing film. Did Heart and Soul. Remember that one? Is it Heart and Souls? Yes. With Robert Downey? Yes. Badass movie. Are there four ghosts or three ghosts with them? There's like a bunch of ghosts with them, right? Following around? Yeah. Remember the one wants to, his dream is to sing? Right. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember the good ghost. I just remember there's ghosts with him. What is and that he's got a, guy's name? I don't know. The guy who was the dad in Beethoven. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin wanted to sing, and he did the national anthem before the B.B. Uh, King concert. Charles Grodin was really funny in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yes, <laughs> yes. I need to come to your vehicle. No. <laughs> so that movie's awesome. Dude, that movie, we're going to do it someday. That movie's so good. Do we know what we're doing next month? No, we don't know yet. We're talking at the end. I think right? we do now. <laughs> no, we had something else, didn't we? Jeff Goldblum, maybe. Okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll decide in the next hour. Yeah. Um, listen, so Ron Underwood, though, this guy had a decent career, and he killed his career on Eddie Murphy. Oh, he killed Eddie Murphy's career, too. They did. He had bubble bombs in a row, though, and Pluto Nash was the biggest dude, of those Pluto bombs. Pluto Nash made Vampire in Brooklyn look good, dude. Made it look real good. Ugh. Listen, there's a few funny parts of Vampire in Brooklyn. It's, it's a dumb you know, movie. Listen, dude, what is that movie... With Wes Craven did that Vampire in Brooklyn. Are you shitting me? I'm not. It was a Wes Craven film, dude. I'll tell you what, though. Wes Craven, he's had a couple floppers. 
But the first scream, incredible. Dude, the first scream. Incredible. Still good. The first scene gave Drew Barrymore top billing, and she's in the movie for 20 minutes. Which was smart because you assume in a horror movie, the big name actress is going to make it. Mm-hmm. And killing her off, he, he went against um, expectation. And because you, it's, like, it's kind of like, you know what it's like? It's like an executive, executive decision. You assume Seagal is too big to die. And when Seagal gets taken out, you're like, oh, shoot. Seagal died. Who else is going to die in this movie? And this one with Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Seagal? Seagal's like, we're not going to make it. You are. And he closes the hatch, dude. That's bad on the phone, so dude. bad on the phone, um, Seagal has like one good movie. <laughs> Which one do you like? Executive Decision. That's Seagal's one good movie? Yeah. Have you not seen Above the Law? Tony. Have you not seen the one where they go to the sticking Indian reservation? Tony, those are all the same movie. Have you, have, have you not seen Under Siege? What the <laughs> f***? Under Siege. Dude. He takes out, he takes out a whole board I of terrorists. I got one word for you. <laughs> Birthday cake. Okay. <laughs> one word. Okay. <laughs> I got one word That's for you. That's how good it was. Erica Liniak. <laughs> I got one word for you. She. <laughs> Do you want to hear the funniest story ever? <laughs> So we were at practice last night. Okay, okay. And Drew's talking to me about um, the Drew and Mike podcast, how funny it is. Okay. And how they're always playing this drop from The Wire. And I'm like, what the fuck's The Wire? You know what's in The Wire? He's like, no, it's a show and it's really funny, but there's this guy that's so funny. And he just always goes, shit. And he's hilarious. And they always play that drop. I'm like, I don't think that's from The Wire, player. He goes, what are you talking about? I was like, have you ever seen The 25th Hour with Ed, with, uh, Ed, Ed Norton? Ed yeah. He's like, no. I said, there's this black dude that's a cop. And every time he's being a dick, he goes, shit. So we, he looks it up. It's the same dude from The Wire <laughs> doing the same thing. I was like, dude. And like we were like fist bumping like crazy. It's the same guy, dude. Doing the same line. Doing the same line of shit. <laughs> dude, that's the best line. Of, dude, of and the way he smiles when he's saying it. Shit. He said like three times in that one yeah, scene. dude. <laughs> I believe you're fucked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, anyways, back to uh, the city's legacy. So, See what happens when you give us a month off. Dude, um. So Better Pluto, than being a month late. Oh! Hey! <laughs> Pluto Nash stinking ruins his career. Now, he's, since then, he's it, it wasn't only, as bad as Norbit? That's really bad, dude. Dude, too bad. That's Henry's dad's favorite movie, dude. When people say they like Norbit, I'm like, oh. I, I immediately think. End of conversation. Like, dude. Not talking movies with this person at all. So, Jeff Sandsing one time, we're all partying Shadow Dolls, dude. <laughs> Jeff Sanzik's trying to talk to Trevor. Now, Trevor is our good friend that was the that is the lead singer for one of the biggest metal bands in the world. And he's hanging out and he's always on tour, so he never can really hang out. So we're all talking about music. And you know, these guys are all metalheads, they listen to all this crazy ass shit. But Jeff Sanzik, he goes to this band called Crossfade that's like it's almost like Almost butt rock. Like, it's, like, so Wait, bad. What's butt rock? Like, like Nickelback type stuff. <laughs> and, like... Why do you call it butt rock? I don't know, dude. It could chase my ass when I hear it. I don't know. <laughs> I think Jesus coined the term butt rock. <laughs> but, uh, so... Which, actually, I don't mind them so much now that I'm older. But Go away! I'm doing the best I ever did. <laughs> but, uh, so, so Jeff's talking to Trevor. And, well, you gotta, you gotta understand. We've talked about the Sanjay Brothers. These are big... Badass tattooed dudes. These guys go out. They, they, they like, and they go out wanting to find a fight. They're literally, on a night. they're literally in Ernesto's novel in Jesus's songs. I mean, they're just guys that they're so badass they're not even real. It's literally they're legends. <laughs> like we need to make a Sanzik brother T-shirt. So <laughs> Dude, we will, <laughs> and we'll surprise them with it, and they will die. So, anyways, he's telling Trevor, man, I, 
Crossfade's my favorite band, and Trevor is like so intimidated by Jeff. He's just like, I never heard them, dude. <laughs> he's just like, don't want to say nothing bad about them, dude, because he's so sincere about how much he loves them. Which I will say, I don't hate them. <laughs> just because I don't want Jeff to punch me in the face. <laughs> Shoot, dude. Okay, anyways, keep going. Hey, listen, speaking of music, Pantera's drummer died. No shit. Is that a big deal to you or you didn't care? What? Are you shitting me? I don't know if you like this band. Dude, what his brother was to the guitar community is what Vinnie Paul is to the drumming community. He's, He's a, beloved. A, what? Dude, I didn't know. Pantera was like Slayer tenfold, like height-wise, like how huge they were. They were the first mainstream real metal band. They brought metal to the masses. Um, this guy, I used to... And they were the only bands that never ever faltered. They never ever changed. They, they dude, stayed they, their path listen, their whole they, career. They, oh man, there's stories about the Great Southern Drangill and how record companies are trying to get them to change their sound. And so they purposely wrote the hardest, heaviest record. So when they showed it to the record people, they, it starts out with the stinking title track, Great Southern Drangill, the heaviest thing you've ever heard in your life. And, uh, because they weren't going to fold for nobody. And, I used to always talk shit, and I will give him this credit. Joss Alexander, I will give him this credit. I used to talk shit about Pantera to him. Because, I mean, I was young and dumb, listening to DC Talk. I've done yeah. And um, I'll be like, man, this dude plays stinking drums and cowboy boots, man. That's so gay, man. Oh. And then the older I get, the more I started learning about drums, I'm like, this dude's playing in cowboy boots? Like, the shit he's doing on this double bass is unreal. Anybody listening right now that's never listened to Pantera... Listen to a song called Becoming. Listen to the stinking double bass. It's insane, dude. He was an incredible drummer. Um, I don't know if, if many of our fans know anything about Pantera, but he was on stage with his brother in a band that they formed after Pantera was done. And a crazy, psycho ex-military fan got on stage with a gun and just started shooting the band members. And there's video of it. And he killed Vinny's brother in front of him. And Vinny got shot a couple times, too. Vinny got shot? Yeah, he got shot. Like, literally, there was guys trying to save the band, just screaming, stop killing my friends. Like, it was unbelievable. The security footage is unbelievable. This guy, why would you Crazy kill fan, man. Dude. It's Selena. The, it's, yes. I don't understand it. It's unbelievable, dude. And, like, it's, it's crazy, man. Just... I, so there's, Patera, there's, there's never no, can't ever have a because there's all never half the band's gone Dude, now. The, I mean, listen, I don't know what the drama with Phil and Salma was the singer, but they, there was like hatred there, and they they told him he couldn't go to Dimebag Daryl's funeral. So there was some serious no. shit. Yeah, man. There was some serious that shit. That is insane. Huge. They were brothers, dude. Like them There guys, are people I don't like that I would probably fold for if there was a funeral. Not your brother in law. Oh! <laughs> Ex brother in law. <laughs> there's a tear in my beer. <laughs> I know there's plenty in his, dude. <laughs> so, um, dude, I'm sweating in this room right now. Are you hot? No, dude. Oh, you're, you're awesome. That's well, you've lost a person in the last two months, so. You're I, lost, I lost a uh, Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> you lost a Backstreet Boy, dude. No, uh, dude. Have you seen the Backstreet Boys lately? <laughs> hey! Remember Joey, hey! Remember Joey Fatone? Now he's Joey Fat One. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Joey Fatone's almost like, well, forget dude, you guys. I used to listen to your show, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to 
inside your sorry butts. Damn, man. I was always going to be a guest spot. Like, <laughs> man, we don't watch them kind of movies, dude. Sure. Oh, my we ain't, We ain't going to ever do Rocky Horror Picture Show, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Was, was it Joey the one from Top of Thunder, or was that a different guy? That's is it Lance Bass. It was Lance. It was Lance. <laughs> yeah. He was also on the end of, we now pronounce you Chuck and Larry singing at the gay funeral. Or the Lance gay was? Wedding. Yeah. Oh, is, is Lance gay? Yes! I don't, I don't know what's these He's a spokesman for that. I don't know. But that Listen, was, dude, what was last weekend here in Flint, besides your big town? It was the Pride thing. Yeah. Lance wasn't at it, though. Oh, listen, dude. I got some drama stories for you about somebody I seen downtown. You're going to die, dude. Okay, to be continued. Off the air, okay. Yes. So, back to the movie. Okay, the I'll just put it this way. It's a church kid, and their parents don't talk to him no more. <laughs> don't talk to her no more. Dude, Gina. Um, so, here's a Never question. ask somebody you ain't seen in a long time that you knew from church, how's your mom? <laughs> so, then you go, big gulps, huh? See you later. <laughs> Does the movie hold up 20 years later? What? City Slickers. Does this, the City Slickers hold up? That's the question I'm asking you. It's been 25 years, 27 years does the movie hold up. Like me with the Viagra, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't need that yet. <laughs> Give me a, a three years. <laughs> yeah, uh, three? Shit. We're Mexican. 30. <laughs> I still can't wear khaki pants. What was you? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it holds up insanely better than it was when we were young. It was better than I remember. It was way better. I, I, it usually doesn't go that way. Usually, it's like, okay, there's some things I remember that I love, but this movie is strong. Dude, it's so good. There's uh, the three main characters, three best friends. There's three completely different stories going on there. Yes. This film is, is up three and best friends. Touch. Super personal things in in this adventure. It's unbelievable. Like this is a real life. You literally, when you watch this movie, you think of two two friends that you could go. Yes, you with. do. You you come up with two. Boom, like that. And there's a tie with one of them, but obviously one of them's Henry. Yes. But there's a tie with the other two. With the other one, it might end up having to be a four banger. But let me just say, if you if you watch this movie and don't miss best friends that you had, you have no heart, dude. Henry told me the saddest thing ever. What? He said he's seen this meme, this picture, and it was like young kids on bikes, like all, a bunch of kids going to play. Yeah. And it said, one, one day without you realizing it was the last day that you guys all hung out. And it was like, oh, <laughs> And then I just started thinking about all these friends. Dude, I had a good friend of mine told me this once. I never forgot it. He goes, I've talked to a guy in a while. I called him. We talked for a while. I was on the phone. He goes, man. He's thinking out loud. He goes, it's funny how quickly good friends can become old friends. Damn! Listen, this is what pisses me off about this. I'm not going to name any names. <coughs> uh, <laughs> fuck you. But, listen, if you've got friends, don't start singing low places. If you've got friends, and you... Yeah, even in my head just now. I know. Well, he's the worst song. And you don't talk all the time, but you're boys. I live in Flint. I got a lot of crew in Waterford. Yeah. I got crew all over the place. Yep. And when things get back to me about, oh, that motherfucker don't even call me. Why would I give a shit about what he's doing? Why would I want to, you know, somebody asked a, a, a real good friend of mine if they were going to go see my band play. Why would I go see anything he's doing? He don't call me. He don't do. Listen, dude, we all got lives. We're grownups, dude. How about instead of being bitter when you don't see somebody for a long time, you embrace them when you see them and, and just... 
Like, dude, in two weeks, six of us from high school that I graduated with in the marching band together. In 1998, we went, the same group, we went and seen Our Lady Peace at Clutch Carlos in 1998. Two what of these tour, guys. What tour is that? What tour is that? It was clumsy, dude. I, I can't even imagine. It was clumsy, dude. And um, two of these people are out of state. They're coming in. And two the of them are on the west side of the state. And the other two are me and Steve Morgan. And we are all coming together July 13th for Our Lady Peace. And to be honest, I don't even give a shit how good the show is. It's going to be unbelievable to relive some, some time with these guys. You have good friends like, like this movie. These three guys, this is the best friends. Best of best friends. You have people like that in your life. And just because you spend a lot of time apart, don't, don't be like, oh, they're not my boy no more. Are you kidding me? That, and you know, best friends, can, they can offend you. They can, they can take you. This movie, there's, I like that they, they sometimes get mad at each other. That's, that's how it really well, is. Dude, he even says, dude, Bruno Kirby even says, let me get you hot. And just really starts digging in. Dude, Remember the next does. day, Billy Crystal makes them shake hands. I love that scene. And when scene. they shake hands, they both are like, dude, my bad. That was my fault. I love that Best, scene. dude. He makes them. He, he makes them. Because you see they're upset still. They, dude, they were, they were carrying it all night. Dude, they, they were saying some How stuff. Dude, they, they were saying. It too. Dude, because we, they, if you know. If, Only best friends can talk shit like that. Because you know all the business. you know everything, dude. Man. There's been some shit coming out of my mouth. Dude, I, I, remember, I remember driving in my boy JR car, driving in Waterford, and I had been gone to college for two years, and I came back. No, I failed out of school. I came back after Texas, and he's driving me, and we just hash out our crap. And we're like, I'm like, we're yelling at each other, dude, accusing of each other. I mean, it was brutal. And we go to take a shake. We're both just in the car, both just, just tense. You get your adrenaline's up. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. He goes, Ah, oh, let's get it something to eat. And we go in. He bought my meal, and we were it was it was we're back. It, it's literally just and you know what. And that's how fast it happens, dude. I've had friends that the drinks get flying. I can't even imagine. And there's fisticuffs in the backyard, dude. That's <sighs> happened to me before with really good friends. You yeah. hit them. Oh, we beat the shit out of each other. Holy like I mean, brutal. Cow. Like like to a point where like other people are there, and they don't even want to jump in to break it up because it's so scary. And we literally just were like, we had to do that. We had, because that's, that's what men do. You know what it is? It's the end of 25th hour. Oh, my. It wasn't like that. No, I'm saying that that's a real thing, though. Sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. It could be real things. You never, you never say, but oh, they're oh, really there. Oh, started bringing that shit up. Dude. Oh, my dude, gosh. I was telling Drew about that, about that scene. <clears throat> Barry Pepper's just crying, dude, and, Phil, and sticking, uh, Philip Seymour don't even know what to do. He's got the dog. The dog's barking. It's, that scene's insane. Best Spike Lee joint of all time. I didn't know he was capable of making something that amazing. I loved Inside Job. I liked sticking all the right, oh, not all the right moves. Um, first movie, Samuel Jackson's The Radio DJ. Oh, um, Always Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. That was actually a good movie. Real good movie, dude. There's some great sequences in that film. I, you know what, to be honest, I even, I didn't mind Get on the Bus. I didn't, 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 get, some good, didn't mind it either. Charles Dutton's the man. I love Charles Dutton. He, he dude, that was a good movie. Um, that was, um, there, there's been some bad ones. He's made there. some stankers, man, dude. Some, dude. <laughs> but, for hours, was, anyways, this movie, the plot, three best friends have an annual trip. Hey, dude, it's so funny. The opening is great. Dude, they were really there. I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, 
how did they film this? Dude, because there were some scenes when there's the ball was behind them. I'm like, this is a, this is not a special effect. This, this is, is, and you see there's some trainers. Was that Spain? Yeah, there's Spain. There's some trainers trying to hold the bulls back. If you think, you see there's trainers trying to give some like almost a couple people thick between. The, I'm like, there's still bulls. There's and you're bulls still there, running. Dude. If something goes wrong, you're getting your freaking leg broke, oh, yo, yeah. or oh, worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. That dude, that yeah, was great. Lord, that was awesome, dude. Dude, get to I love how he's booty like, old, dude. dude the, stinking, the stinking doctors back there don't speak no English. He goes, "Don't sew nothing shut that's supposed to be open." <laughs> dude, I love <laughs> that he photo pops the picture. Comes up above the curtain, dude. Amazing, <laughs> dude. That is before photo bomb was a thing. He's photo bombing. Yes, dude. Um, sneak it up. But three best friends always go on an annual trip. And they go on a trip in the middle the thing of is, a midlife the, crisis. The, the, here's the thing. They're getting crazier every year because they're having a midlife crisis. They're trying to hold on to their youth. Yep. And these three friends and their lives. Especially Bruno Kirby because he keeps getting changing his women in for younger and younger. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sneaking underwear model, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> what is his name in the movie? Um, his name, Bruno Kirby's Ed. Ed. Now... The cast is sure. I'm pretty sure it was Ed. Ed something. There was like a, there's a big last name. So, um, the the film has. Um, <clears throat> well, we'll get into so we'll get into the actors. Okay, Daniel Stern plays Phil. Daniel Stern. He's a poor poor. He's sorry excuse for a man. You know, his story. Uh, you know what? It comes out later though why he's like that. He's been bullied his whole life. His whole life, man, pushed around. He's what he's used to, but dude. I've known men like this. I've known men gotten married, lived in their in-laws' basement, worked at their in-laws' work uh, job. Are you talking about Samuel, dude? <laughs> dude, I'm just saying. But I've seen those men walk with their head low. Walk just beat up all the time, man. Like, you, oh, Man, that was the, watch the scenes with him and his wife was the most brutal thing ever. Because he's a good dude, nice guy. And she is a horrible woman. Ugh. She... Treats him like a child. No respect for him. None. Doesn't sleep with him at all. Nope. Which is shocked that they had kids. They, have, oh, they did have kids, yeah, right? Remember he said, "I'm probably never going to see my kids again." Man, and she's a terrible person, dude. And you know what? Like his. So you have his story, and his his midlife crisis. He's going through a divorce, and you know what? That's a big deal. Well, really, his midlife crisis was. Banging the, the 20-year-old the stinking clerk at the stinking store he, he manages that his dad owns, his, his father-in-law father owns. No Jeez. free rides. What a piece of crap, dude. No free rides. Got to be there at 4 in the morning to open the store. No free rides. He's like, well, don't you have a manager for that? He goes, well, I'm to be there. Just taking advantage of his son-in-law, dude. Just treating him like dirt. Everyone treats him like dirt. Everyone treats him like dirt. But you know what? That's, that, it reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What does he say about Cameron? He's going to fall in love with the first girl he sleeps with. So you treat him like crap because you can't respect someone because it's your butt. And I never got that. I'm like, man, I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be treated like a piece of crap my whole life. I don't want to be looked at with pity. I don't want to be pitied. I don't want to be. At the end of the day, a man's got to be a man, dude. And you got to step up and be the man. Like, th there's, there's a shortage of men, dude. It's crazy. I mean, there's so much. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy. No, no. Um. So his 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 um his midlife crisis is really sad. His story arc is real sad. Like all these guys are going through it, dude. Um, 
Oh man, the shit that Billy Crystal's wife says to him too, man. Like, oh, holy cow! And you can't blame her. I mean, no, it's, it's, he's being—he's a shit. He's a selfish man. Yeah. And and dude, men are. Yeah. Um. So and, so, Daniel Stern you can't get into a funk and like have it run your life, and that's what he's doing. Like he's that's that's very American though. Man. That's very mid. That's mid. That's middle West. middle class, midwestern. These guys have good jobs. Good families, and they get lost. I see it all the time in men and women. The one thing that blew me out of this movie, as a watching as a kid, it was funny. It was the West. It was the I liked it for different reasons. I like it now, mm. but dude, I can't believe midlife crisis is my stinking age. He's in the middle of crisis at thirty nine. Thirty nine, dude. I turn thirty nine next year. You're thirty seven, fool. I turn thirty eight in no, two, three, four months. Damn, it's fucking July. The yes. July Holy two days, shit, dude. dude. Um, Steakin. I'm like, that's not midlife, dude. When we watched that movie, I was like, them fools are old. Half their life's over, and they're only thirty nine, dude. Thirty nine to me is young, dude. Now, now, but I'm saying like, so Daniel Stern, he did a great list of movies. He's in um, Home Alone, one of his big movies. My Blue Heaven, he plays the the ex husband. Always comes in, he goes. She's I like, love when Rick Moranis like, like, throws She's like, uh, I'd appreciate if you knock. He goes, knock? Why? It's my house. I'm like, you punk, dude. And dude, Rick Moranis gets him. That was so badass, gets dude. Him, dude. That was badass. Little, little old Rick dude, Moranis dude. FBI, dude. That was. Love Rick Moranis. And, and, and that was like the first time she like respected him. Like, she's, she's like, like hey, that's my man. getting some tonight, boy. <laughs> but, uh, um, that was a badass scene, dude. Then you have Bruno Kirby. And his midlife crisis is he doesn't want to settle down. He. I just realized Bruno Kirby was the guy from Good Morning Vietnam. Is that crazy? Oh my goodness! When he tried to do the radio show, I can't believe that's him. <laughs> I gotta see it again. Dude, oh that's... my goodness! That's Bruno scene. Kirby's first film is Godfather Part Two. He plays the young Clemenza. Mm-hmm. I love him in that dude. Yes. He's like, oh, this guy's giving us this rug. And he just he break in and take that rug. Um, but uh, him and De Niro are they're great together. Those two they're are great amazing together. together. This guy's career just falls off. Of, falls it's off. weird. He's in. He's a great actor. Godfather Two. Good Morning Vietnam. He's a Bill Crystal in this film and in, in, when Harry met Sally. Because he's married to Sinking Princess Leia in that movie. And uh, I've never seen when Harry met Sally. It's, it's, a, it's a good one, dude. There's, there's some, it's, a real, it's a real fun uh, date night. Billy Crystal Meg Ryan? Billy Crystal Meg Ryan. That's when Meg Ryan was just the most beautiful. Oh. And there's, this, there's some great dialogue, some great arguments. I remember watching the movie the first time I was in college. I'm like, this is all true. I'm like, right, taking notes watching the movie. I'm like, this is all true, shoot. Um, but uh, Bruno Kirby is married to an underwear model. Five, she's 20 years his junior, yeah? 15 years 15 his... 15 years. 15 years his junior. She's all she's about him. Yeah. She's all, she thinks he's the greatest guy in the world, and he's afraid to commit. He married her, which is a big deal for him, but he's even married, he still one foot out the door. Yeah, yeah, he, don't, he, he said straight up he don't want to have kids because that means he's going to be the same woman the rest of your life, which shows you what different time it is because nowadays it's like, oh, you got a kid with somebody? Oh, well. It's true. Back, back then, then, it, then meant it was something. like, yeah, it's like now it is nothing. I mean, especially for us living in the city of Flint. Oh, I mean, yeah. most people in my church have kids from multiple, multiple, multiple fathers. That's a very common reality out here. I mean, I, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking about uh, praying about getting into foster care, and there's there's kids in the foster care system. You know, thinking uh, moms have five, six kids in foster care, three, four dads. That's just the way it is out here, man. That's Genesee County. That's Flint Town. Um, 
But Bruno Kirby, like, that, you know what's funny is that, even though, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Raise it, you know, raise this wrong, raise this right. Like, I was, that, I, I don't know, it's this movie, other movies also put that, that idea in my head about, like, settling down. I always thought to myself, man, if I date this girl, what if a better girl comes along? Why do you think I'm where I'm at, dude? There's, like, I know you can't have regrets and shit, but there was a lot of, like, amazing relationships that I had that I was, like, self-sabotaged. I'm like, I can't be stuck now. What if this girl over here gets single? And that that's... That's crazy. And you know what? That shit comes back to you, too, man. Like, uh, took me a long time. And I, I, know, I know I was not long, but... Long, motherfucker, you were 21 when you got married, dude. 22. Oh, shit, I was 21. Yeah. yeah I out of a flask, buddy. <laughs> um... I did. I hurt a few girls really bad because they were all in. They cared about me, but I literally was too afraid. I was like, "Man, but what if there's someone else? It wasn't someone's better. I was in my eye, eyes looking past her to someone else, and I was. I hurt people real bad, dude. Legit. So this Bruno Kirby character, his fear. Like I don't have it now, but I had it when I was younger. I definitely relate to him. And his his whole, what's his whole thing? He says, um, "What if you have a variety pack of cereal?" He pels it out real good. Yeah, you have your favorite in the variety pack, but you, but you have all these to choose from. So, but then one day you go buy a big box and you only eat that one, one all the time. Can I really be happy with this one cereal? I was like, dang. <laughs> I love when he tries to do the spaceship analogy, dude. And then later on he said he said something to Billy Crystal and he's like, uh, where's the spaceship come in? <laughs> like it's just so funny. Remember Billy Crystal took the spaceship to Jack Talents. And Jack Was Talents. she a redhead? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to get into him, dude. dude oh. okay. So Bruno Kirby, uh, great actor. I don't know what happened to his career. I don't know, he started. He, went, he was in some big movies. Then he went straight to TV. Then he died. Um, yeah, really, guy. He's dead now, isn't he? He died. I thought he's dead. That's. F- Did he really? I thought you told me he was dead. Who told you? You told me. I didn't tell you shit. I thought you told me he was dead. What? I told you somebody was dead. Well, who? Vinnie Paul, dude. That's true. You did tell me that. I didn't tell you. You told me. Like, I didn't know. Okay. Was an American actor. Shit. He's dead. He's dead. Okay. I told you, dude. He died in 06, bro. Yeah. So He was then, a chef, too. Then you got Billy Crystal, who shines in this film. He and was in Dan- Donnie Brasco, too. Donnie he Brasco. was in Donnie Brasco, dude. <laughs> Um, that's, 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 a, oh, that's, a, but he didn't do a lot of movies. Didn't do a lot. But, um, Billy Leukemia, Crystal. bro. Ooh. That sucks. Billy Crystal. You know, I, I, one of my teachers wanted, I had a film school when I was in college. And my, my professor told me, he said, you know, when he first saw Eddie Murphy do his first few movies, or first movie, uh, Bill Hill's Cop. He's like, man, this guy's funny, but he, most of his, his comic timing is always a cuss word. He goes, so he said to himself, I don't know if he's just a shock guy or has real, real, real comedy chops. He goes, then, he goes, Coming to America came out. And that's when I realized this man is brilliant. Oh, my goodness. Because they, they put him in a box and it gave him some limitations and he still could kill it. Um, Billy Crystal, man, this movie is PG crystal clear, man. Well, not, I mean, that's a little, it's pretty clean. It's a family it's flick. It's really clean, dude. But dude, wow! Can they make a movie funny? They just, just there's little funny, like little subtle things that are so funny, dude. Man, is this a nowadays good comedy. comedy gets me? If I can get one up on a comedy nowadays, I'm pumped. 
You get one what? One laugh. Probably makes me laugh one time. I'm a happy person, honestly. Well, the problem is, is there? It's shock humor now. Like this day and age, Dude. they want they want super vulgar, a lot of sex. You what'd you say? You said uh, it's penis and fart jokes. Yeah, it's dick and fart jokes. That's all. It is. It, it's crazy. Um, Dude, I I watched um, Sausage Party. The probably, cartoon. Probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, dude. Just wasn't nothing. even funny. It was just like cartoon rated R. It was so dumb. Like, give me – give. I mean, there has to be some some kind of like – I mean, Creativity. Is, yeah. There was nothing. It's horrible. It, it's literally five guys being themselves, having just, just playing themselves. Wouldn't it be funny if we play ourselves and I was a sausage? Hey. Nothing to it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good, Seth Rogen, dude. Yeah, um, but uh, don't get me wrong; he's done some funny shit. He's been in some real funny stuff. But listen, like Robin Williams, some of these guys need to be directed. You let off the chain; they they they, they almost hang themselves. Oh crap! Um, let off the chain. <laughs> no, I meant I. <laughs> wow, dude! Let off the chain, and they 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 they're their own worst enemy. Like you said, like, like Bill Crystal and Robin Williams in Father's Day, they tried to let him riff. It didn't work. It was terrible. It was so bad. So bad. Now, I'm going to talk about comedy. Jumanji 2. Was really funny. Kevin Hart is hilarious. The Rock is really funny. The Rock? I you can't put, believe how good he is. You put Jack Black on screen with them, and he took the movie over. I can't believe. He, me and Angie watched it yesterday, and she, she laughed. She he took the it. movie over. That's he's a comedian. Yes, he is. Holy crap! I didn't, dude. Especially with how huge Kevin Hart. And don't get me wrong, Kevin Hart's funny as shit. He's fun. Dude, his stand-up's hilarious. His stand-up's but dude, it it shows you what a comic genius is. And Jack Black's a comic genius. Jack Black has power, dude. He's amazing. Like, dude, his small little role in High Fidelity Incredible. made his career, dude. Because he's thinking showcases vocals, bro. And it was like, wow. holy shit. Okay, listen, I got a question for you. You hear about uh, what's that fool with the red hair that girls like sings those songs about how, like I love you. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I can't believe you can just pull that crap so easy. Let <laughs> 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 me share the same brains sometimes. I know. He got sued. You hear about this? No. He got sued for a song he did called one of those songs he does about like I love you, want to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same song, dude. They're the same listen, song. Um, they said it sounds like Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. So I listened to him back to back. I can't hear it at all. Of course. I'm like listening. I'm like, I don't hear the, the same song. Someone says the same chord, chord progression. I'm like, there's only so many chords. I understand. I mean, dude, I mean, it's called influence, dickhead. Everybody, like, this is the Marvin Gaye estate trying to get some bread, dude. Marvin Gaye says the guys who bought his estate have been suing everybody trying to get money. F- those greedy-ass, bitch-ass motherfuckers, man. I hate greed. I, dude, I watched Anthony Bourdain's show. I've been watching it. And there was an episode on Mexico. And it was just showing how corrupt the government is. And how they're tied in with the cartels and stuff. Oh, and it's big just time. like, dude, like... Just greed is the downfall of anything good. And those assholes bought that estate strictly to make more money. And it's like, dude, tainting the guy's name. Marvin Gaye was incredible. Got, didn't he get shot by his dad? Dad killed him. That's f***ed. It's like stinking, um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio on Most of the Government Great. Dad's dad, dad's dad. <laughs> you remember that movie? Yeah. How he didn't get an Oscar for that? I have no idea. Unbelievable role. We got to do that one. There, there's a lot of shit in that from our youth. Holy cow. Shoo. Okay, keep going. So then you have the Billy Crystal, do I, do I say movies he's been in? When Harry Met Sally, Everybody knows Princess Bride, Crystal, Forget Paris, Analyze This. Analyze that. So then you have Jack Father's Palance. Day, bleh. Jack Palance, what's crazy is Dude. he was a star when he was young, but because we're, well, we not, we're not, you know, we don't watch a lot of westerns, um, we watch only the big westerns. We don't watch a lot of the little guys. Like, we don't watch a lot of John Wayne westerns. I've seen like five of the 40 movies he's made. I never saw, what was, uh, what was Al Bundy's favorite John Wayne movie? Hondo. Hondo. <laughs> I never seen Hondo. I just dude. remember I had a cousin named Hondo. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> True Grit is one of my favorite westerns of all time. Dude, I still. And I literally almost got True Grit on my knuckles. I love how angry John Wayne looks when they call him fat, a fat man. Oh, that's when he's like, fuck you. <laughs> he's just like, he's like shocked. Like, <laughs> oh, he's ready to go, dude. He takes them all on and he's calling him fat. like, uh, take, take, is he like, iron? Um, that's your wife's line, dude. She knows that one. Billy, you son of a bee. Yeah, dude, he was pissed. He just charges him. It's crazy. It's so awesome. You know who the guy was? Yeah, it's, it's uh, Duvall. Robert Duvall, And he's dude. already balding. He's and that he young. He looks, like, it looks like he's 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> like, it's insane, dude. Now, Jack Palance, because of we saw, got to him younger, or we got to him when we were, we were young and he was old, I've only known him as a villain. He was a villain in Batman. He was a villain taking in cash. Young Guns. He was the villain in Young Guns. Mm-hmm. He's always been the... Except for this movie. And in this movie, he was great. Do you know what movie he was incredible in with another comic genius that doesn't have to say the F word to be hilarious? Cops and Robbers? Yes. <laughs> yes. I he seen was that movie. so funny in I that gotta, movie. I gotta see it again. I haven't seen it in he so long. He did that trick when he was smoking a cigarette and the, the, the uh, did, uh, Chevy Chase wife tried to grab the cigarette. And he did a thing with his tongue where he brought the cigarette, flipped it back into his mouth, and then flipped it back out and it was still lit. Dude, that was, I'm like, holy shit. He was awesome in that movie. I gotta see it. I haven't seen that movie in years. It's really funny, dude. But uh, Palance is the quintessential real cowboy in this he's, movie. Even when you meet him, he's holy. This, dude, he's the trail those guys, boss. Those guys were a little scary, dude. Billy goes, they're trying to... Trying to they... Made me nervous, dude. Like they're gonna beat you up. They're gonna, they're gonna beat you bloody, dude. They're gonna beat the, you, I, I, dude. I love uh, Ed because he's like little Italian. He don't give a shit. He's ready and to he go. Goes, he was good. And, and like the first time when they were uh, picking on the girl, he was like, he told, he even told him, he goes, "Are you kidding me? I'm not letting you go over there. It'll be high noon. Let me go over." And use my humor. He said, he just, "You're a fighter. You're yeah, a hothead. Like, you're gonna go, dude." And like he, even when he was like. You stepped on my boot. And Bruno Kirby's like, no, he didn't, you horse's ass. He's like, ready to go. Dude, he dude. is. He, he's, the, he's the fighter of the group, dude. He's awesome, dude. I told Henry, I said, this dude reminds me of you, dude. But um, Jack Palance, they, he, when, when everybody gets the introductions, when they get to the ranch. Be, okay, rewind. The wife is tired of Billy Man, Crystal moping around. Man, that's the saddest. She says. Listen, Billy Crystal didn't want to go on the trip because he's just content with living a sh- shitty life. He, she he's doing bad it. in his job. He goes to school. And listen, his son is Jake Gyllenhaal. It's his first movie. Insane. It's Jake Gyllenhaal's first movie. I knew it from the grip, dude. I read it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. And he goes, no. Oh, it is. It, insane. 
So he goes to, to the to the to, to, so it just happened to me. I'm gonna crawl under a rock and die. He goes to his career day for his and first of all, the plumber telling the story is hilarious. The plumber telling the story. Yeah, no shit. You got a big ass crane on your legs. <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness. And the kids are all and he's like. Bitch, <laughs> you're like, oh my goodness, the kids are dying. Dude. He's a New Yorker, dude. So don't ever walk where you're not supposed to be, because there ain't gonna be always be somebody with superhuman strength. <laughs> you're like, oh my. He tells his, it's just, it's just probably his one great story of his life. And you know, it ain't been nothing like that when it happened. And, and nothing, but his son is the ha- proudest kid Laughing in the world. Laughing his ass up. Everybody thinks he's the coolest, dude. And then when it's hit, uh, Bill Crystal's turn, the son is, it's, he's embarrassed by his dad's job. Oh yeah, he said he's a submarine commander. What? He was pissed, too, dude. It, that, that would that would he, that would snuff my life out, dude. That was the most embarrassing thing ever. That was like office esque watching that scene, dude. Like, so what do you do? do you, he, he doesn't do his job is awful. Like, like, you know, it's hard to be proud of a job like that. But You're, like, he's a miserable guy, miserable at home, miserable with the kids, just miserable guy. Look in the every day in the he's up out of the bed. He's a miserable dude, dragging butt. She's like, "Go find your smile." Remember what the, the girl says, "You must laugh all the time." She goes, "Yeah." Like, you tell us what time she probably did laugh all the time, but it's all it's all gone. Yeah. He got, he's funny to all his buddies, but at home he's a sad sack. And she tells him, "She's like, she's like well, you, he, you understand? I'm not I'm not giving you permission to go to your your buddies. I'm telling you, you can't come with us. It's brutal because the guys." Uh. Annual trip. They surprise him for his birthday for the annual trip. It's a two-week cattle run. And Daniel Stern can't wait to go. Bruno Kirby, like, he, th- this is, like, real cowboy shit. Like, this is, I love the whole Mitchie the Kid thing. It's so, so funny, dude, because they all grew up together. Yeah, Mitchie the Kid. used to love cowboys <laughs> and Indians. Mitchie the Kid, remember? <laughs> and, and he, like, you could tell for a second he was into it, but then he was like, I, I can't go. I promised I was going to Florida. And he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to do anything. No. He's literally just kind of a, he's, he's a sad sack. And I know these guys. Yeah. And you, I've known these midlife crisis people that just look at their lives and they just don't appreciate what they have. They just kind of like, uh. I'm telling you, the three, the three homies, they, each one of their stories is literally, you know somebody. Yes. That's their Straight up. Crisis, dude. Straight up, dude. Like miserable at home, having an affair, need to have a young girl. Like I mean, it's like the it's like the the quintessential middle class American dude. And do the wife so she goes? I know what's gonna happen. You're not happy here. You're not happy at work. Not happy at home. What you're gonna do is gonna find try happiness in another woman. And she's like, no. He's like, I know what's gonna happen. She, mm-hmm. she can see the whole. You feel bad for her because she's watching her husband slip dude, away from the, her. The mo- the most incredible part of the movie is to watch like them kind of find themselves. And like he just starts falling in love with his wife all over again, and it's incredible to see. So leads us to Curly. He goes on the trip with his boys, and I mean they are city slickers. They're not only are they city slickers; they're not suburbanites. These guys are New York City guys. They're they're what do you call that? Because they're not they're not tough city. They're rich city. Yeah, they're white collar. Don't I mean, know how to swing a hammer. Yeah, they're just guys. I know people. From upper middle class, they pay handyman to come in and change their light bulbs, dude. What the f***? <laughs> I'm telling you, can't do anything. I know too many people who can't change a tire. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, just, I mean, okay, anyways. So, 
They, I saw a guy at, at AutoZone had to have the guy come and change his headlights and do it. I'm like, I, I, I'd be too ashamed to ask some, another man. Listen, you share my you know, light bulb for me, my, my headlight. Light bulb. I'm going to do it. Mike. I'm gonna, listen, some of the new ones are tricky. Listen, we have YouTube. I'm, I'm too True proud. I'm that. too proud to not figure it out on my own. I will wreck my fingers yeah, up. Yeah, but that's why your ass drives janky ass cars that are fucking 20 years old, dude. <laughs> that were in a stinking New Orleans flood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you can figure that shit out. These new ones are like little tricky dealies. Dude, my HHR is terrible. Oh, like, change the plug? I changed the, 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 the front headlights? You had to turn the tires, the way, whichever, like you had to turn all the way left for the left one and go into the wheel well. Damn. Under the car. And the backside, you had to, you had to pop open the stinking. Um, the hatch, and it's in the like you gotta pop out open a panel and you put your arm into the side of the car and come up like 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 reach around. You gotta you do it like both sides, front and back. You gotta do blind. You gotta reach in, go oh, up, feel? and feel and click it out. It's tough, dude. Dang, dude. It's big old, big old sausage fingers getting in there, dude. I ain't lying. Try being an electrician, dude. Holy <laughs> God, I was getting zapped with one ten for like twenty seconds. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> and then I had a stutter step for two weeks, dude. Shit. Holy so, <laughs> so they're they're trying to like really get into being cowboys. They're yes, super they are. excited. Trying they're to learn the like how to how to and lasso. They're, meet, they're meeting other people that are like, I mean, Dennis and ice. Cream These guys are all sitting. They're all just. They're, they're not cowboys. They're all not cowboys. And um, we couldn't do that. I've never been on a horse before my whole I life. I can't even sleep in a tent, bro. I don't like sand on my body. I don't Dude, like there's bugs. a scene where there's they ride the horse all day, then they have the sinking ice packs of their junk. I'm like, that would be. My butt would hurt so First bad. First of all, f- a horse, dude. <laughs> Getting on a horse. That's like, there ain't no cushion on a saddle player. No, you're, that's, that's leather. balls, dude. That's like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can you imagine if you went up and came down on a nut? Like, dude. You need one of compression stinking compression uh, chonies. Uh, dude, I'd have a Goldberg cushion, dude. <laughs> I mean, dude. <laughs> None of that seemed appealing, but it's an awesome movie. It's dude. So there's two guys that are two of the ranch hands, and they're just tall, you know, good shape cowboy dickheads. And they there's one girl in the group, so they're you know. Supposed to, supposed to come with a friend. The friend didn't, didn't come. Friend didn't go. She wanted to go home, so they're all you know practicing lassoing on their little you know fake things and. She's over there by herself doing it. So those guys are over there hitting on her, being like really. But they're like, like being pushy. They're, she can't get away. They're like they're cornering her to a yeah. fence. It's getting a little sketchy. So the you know the guys are like, let's let's step in over there. And, and Billy Crystal tells his boy, who's the hothead, let me handle it. So he goes over there, and then they they are like, dude, they're they're ready to fight these guys to save face. Well. They had, you've only heard about the trail boss. You yep. don't see him yet. So you see a shadow, and then a stinking Lasso. rope goes around one of the dude's necks. Immediately, they know what's going on, so they both shit their pants because Curly's the baddest dude ever. And you see a dude smoking a cigarette, and you see a, a silhouette of a man, like a leather man. He gets off, and he says, you boys have been drinking. And so the city sticker dudes are like, holy shit, what's going on? And the one dude's, you know, he, he's got the lasso around the neck. He's sitting on the ground, you know, legs spread. And Curly's like, you guys have been drinking. You owe her an apology. And he's like, no, man, I, you know, I ain't saying sorry or whatever. So he takes his knife out. He's about 20 feet away. Dude, and he, it, it's a he fluid. He throws that knife, and it sticks in the sand right in front of this dude's dong, dude. 
And it's the it's crazy. Like and he those dudes, helps. He those, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so bad. dude. And like you realize then, this dude is a killer. And like those guys were like, what did Billy Crystal say? That's the toughest man I've ever seen in my life. I love like, it. Like they don't even know how to handle this guy. Dude, he's talking trash and curly one time because he's like, right behind me, isn't he? And everyone leaves, which is really funny. So funny. Because listen, have you ever done that to a friend? Just bailed on him. Oh yeah, I was in college, dude, and I had a buddy of mine hollering at two girls at the same time, and he's sitting there talking to one of the girls he's hollering at, and the other girl comes in on the other side of him, and we all look and get up and leave, three of us guys, and dude, he was so angry. He's like, literally, he's like, what you killing, dude? You made your bed, you might as well. I ain't gonna get involved, but we left him there, dude. But dude, um, Steakin, they leave Billy Crystal with Curly. He goes, ah, oh. he's just like, I love. He's like. Time, right. to, time to turn in, guys. And they're like, good night. And they and all they leave. Dude. He's just like, shit. And he gets up. What does he say? He goes, uh, I was just playing. And, and, and Jack Pounds just goes, I crap bigger than you. And walks away. Yeah, he's a G. Dude, that's funny, dude. He's a G, dude. I love that he pushes Billy, though, till Billy pushes back. Yeah. That's awesome. To get him that to stand up amazing. for yourself, yeah. be a man. Don't be pushing around. And he's like, okay. He sings with the music. He ended up being amazing. So they, they start the adventure, and they, they're all like, you know, it's like monkeys screwing footballs. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and these guys, I mean, you got, you got a, a, a father and son that are Dennis. You got two brothers that are like Ben and Jerry. And they're just the, the, the dorkiest. Just, I mean, they're, they're videoing themselves. Mom, look, we're washing. <laughs> we're staying clean. <laughs> and like, there's just like, like crazy things are happening, like funny, crazy things. Yeah. And some of the herd gets away. So, Billy after Crystal, Billy causes a stampede with his coffee maker, which is the what an idiot. And <laughs> that was so funny. And um, so and was mad. Everybody's at pissed, dude. The sticky camera got broke. I mean, everybody's pissed. So Jack Palance is like, "Look, some of the herd got away. I'm taking somebody with me." You know, and he tells Billy Crystal, "You're going with me." And his even his boys are like, "Oh shit, man, we never gonna see this dude again." <laughs> so they roll out. And, they and bond. well, in in the time leading up to this, Billy Crystal is like talking shit, like just just being funny. But it's pissing Jack Palance off. Yes, it is. So they go out, and it gets to a point where they find the herd, and Jack Palance is like, "Look, we got to make camp." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "We're not going to catch up to them. We got to make camp. We'll catch up to them tomorrow." So Billy Crystal pull. You know, they're sitting by the fire, and it's very uncomfortable. And Jack Palance is sharpening his knife, of course. It's like the dad. It's a, it's a crazy knife, too. It's, it, oh, it's like, like, a, like a crocodile Dundee knife. And um, Billy Crystal's like, he doesn't know what to do, so he's super nervous. Pulls out his harmonica, starts playing his, the song. And um, Jack Palance is like, stop doing that. And Billy Crystal starts playing again. And Jack Palance said, I said, stop doing that. And he gets up, gets his knife, and goes and sits next to Billy Crystal. So then this is when Billy Crystal sticks up for himself. It's awesome. And he's like, look, you know, you're over here sharpening your knife. You're trying to scare me. You're doing a hell of a good job. And he tells him, if, if you're going to, you know, if you're not, if, if you're going to kill me, then do it. But if you're not, then shut up. And it, it was like, it was like, holy shit. Balls, dude. Because to this point of the movie, you don't know anything about Curly. You just know he's a badass. So Billy Crystal starts playing the harmonica again. And Jack Pendle starts singing the song, dude. And it is like 
just an, an old cowboy that doesn't have a lick of stinking nothing. Of, of it's tone. great. It's great. And he is just singing his heart out, dude. And like, and it starts in in, in like every other comedy in the early nineties. It starts an unlikely friendship that is mm-hmm. awesome, man. But thing is, if you can do that right, some movies can't pull it off. No, not like that. They they really show you the arc, how yeah. they just become friends slowly. Like literally. One like and, and you know Curly hasn't had a friend in ever probably ever, and the way that Billy Crystal opens up to him, they talk about real things, and Curly's story about the only love of his life. Wow, story I've sad, ever heard. dude. And he even says like that's another thing about raises wrong, raises right. Curly says, "I seen this girl. I was you know I was in he goes I was in the Panhandle, Texas, or not the Panhandle. I was in the." Um, what do you Texas, call it? Pan- oh, okay. Um, he said he was driving a herd over there, and he seen a girl, you know, working on the working on the ranch. And so coming up behind her. Yeah, and uh, he's looking at her, and he, the way he describes her is gorgeous. And um, he says, you know, he just didn't do anything. He just rode. It was away. like he would talk to her. He goes, "No, I rode away." And he's like, "He's like, are you crazy? That could have been the love of your life." And he's like, "It was." And his the whole thing was, what if it didn't get better than that? And it was that fear. This fucking building so loud. Is there somebody behind me? No. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! There was like three clicks. Something like light switch going on and off, dude. Dude, it sounded like fucking. I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch. So, oh my but the but the the whole point was he never had love. And he even said, "I've been with lots of women." There's, you know. Said but, life of cowboy, which he even says is a dying breed. There's no life to be had with a woman, and it, it just it was sad. Like here, these guys are looking at this guy like he's this badass, just cowboy, and they they envy him. When you get to learn about him, there's nothing to envy there. Like, yeah, being a badass is awesome, but being alone sucks, dude. Heck yeah, and it and it kind of I think that kind of made Billy Crystal start realizing what he had. And like the experiences that he had, yep. And I think Curly never really opening up to anybody. I guarantee he never told that story before. No, he had a friend in Billy Billy Crystal. That that whole like that was a short thing, but that was an amazing build up to a friendship. And um, so the next day, you know, they catch up to everybody, and uh, which was insane because then stinking Curly ends up dying. That was a twist in that movie, dude, and it creates real stakes because yes, all of a sudden it does. the ranch hands who were only and they, they were they're actually they were pretty good at first yeah, yeah. until they find I, the the, until, the whiskey until they start drinking then they go off the ledge that kind of and they me. they want to they want to they they, <laughs> they were gonna kill Billy Crystal they were they, they one of wanted the things, one of the things that happened when they were out there was Jack Palance seeing that there was a cow that was pregnant so. He has Billy Crystal deliver the cow. Which, that had to be a real cow being delivered, that, right? That was real as shit. It had to be. It was, and that whole scene, that was like, that, the cow, the first thing that he seen was Billy Crystal. So that yep. was like his mother. So Billy Crystal and the cow, uh, Norman, they had a bond right yes. away. And it was a very beautiful thing. It was awesome. And, he um, fed the, through the glove. Yeah, oh, dude. And it just, when Palin shoots that cow, it scares Crystal. Yeah, he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, she was dying, she was suffering. And that's just, and he would know. Yep. And um, so when Palace dies, there's no trail boss now to keep those other assholes in line. 
And the whole point of this trip was to move a herd from uh, something somewhere. Where they were New Mexico to Colorado or something? Something like that, yeah. And um, they had the um, the trail boss and the ranch hands to supervise, and it made them feel like they were really doing it. That's yeah. the whole point of this whole trip. And he said two weeks of the year, even, even Jack Powell was saying, same people every year, same problems. He sees it every year. Yep. I think that in two weeks they can make up for the fifty. He, he, he goes, he goes, you city folk, you city. He's like, you city folk. It's like you think two weeks of the year is gonna, gonna make, make up like, for the other fifty, dude. It, it's a that's a brilliant. It was like holy and, dude, shit. People do think that. Yes, they do. Remember, um, in uh, Parenthood, she's like, you thought the party was gonna make all the problems go away. He's like, yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> oh man, stupid dad that's too. A badass movie too. It's dude. great movie. So the guys get drunk. Because Palance is, he dies. They bury him. And um, they still have to move this, this stinking herd. So they're drunk. They're throwing bottles up, shooting them. They're being crazy. So, you know, everybody's in the tent like, well, what do we do? I don't, I don't know what to do. So then they start trying to call, uh, you know, call them out. To no one leave. Cause nobody, the, nobody the, no one knows. You got your drunk, let them sleep it off. So then to get Billy Crystal out there, they pull Norman. The, the baby cow. They pull the baby cow out. They put the stinking gun in his mouth, dude. It's insane. It's it's really bothersome. It's really like uncomfortable. Heck like, yeah. You're like and Billy Crystal got there and lets himself be, lets himself be humiliated. Like, he even said, be "What are you gonna do? Humiliate me? You know, whatever." And so he goes out there. Then they they punch him. They start beating on him, and thinking his boys show up. You know, little Bruno Kirby shows up. Ed shows up, knocks one of them on his ass. And then he pulls a gun, and and then out of nowhere, picked on his whole life, life falling apart. Daniel Stern loses his mind, jumps on the guy, gets the gun, puts the gun in his stinking forehead, in the guy's head, and he's like, I like he has a whole spiel about how much he hates I hate bullies. bullies. He said they don't just pick on you or beat up on you; they they take your stinking pride. They humiliate you, they take your soul from you, and you think he's going to blow this guy's brain. Dude, everyone thinks that. It was, it was scared. Like, like, even his boys are like, yo, dude, like, um, and he cocks the stick and hammer back, and you're like, holy shit, and his boy is shitting. And he's even like, sorry, I'm sorry, and he just goes, bang! And then he's just like, yo, go, go sleep it off. And then he breaks down. That sequence in the tent because his life, he he thinks it's over. It's they, they come in the tent. They think he's gonna kill himself. Yeah, he's got a gun in his. Well, hand. they didn't realize that him being that store manager so long, they had a gun and there's because there's lots of money laying around. They had a gun, so he knew how to use a gun. He knew his way around a gun, which was clear. Um, but he has a breakdown, man, and it is real as shit. Like he is, he's got nowhere to turn. The only thing he's got left in his life is his homies. And I mean, so, he, he might lose his kids for real because yeah, yep. she's got good lawyers. He's got nothing. And he, he, committed, he committed adultery. And so seeing them bond like that was amazing. And they told him, look, you know, it might seem shitty, but you get a start, a new start. Dude, you get a do-over. When they're, those two guys are on their horses riding and they talk about like the best days and their oh, worst days. Oh, my goodness. That's another scene. That's some real crap right yeah, there. Dude. That scene, if, if you've never seen this movie, watch that. that I mean, scene, being a man, like, it's crazy. Yeah, there's some real shit in this movie. 
Like there's, I mean, there's a lot. Dude, Bruno Crib when he speaks, it messed me up, dude. I know. That was, that was insane, dude. Um, I love he goes, listen, can't see your kids are bored. That's crap. That's too easy. Can't see your kids are bored. And it was, it was great that they go through some real, real thoughts, real stuff. The things that these three go through in the course of this movie is, makes you excited to have those homies. Yes, it is. And um, so after they take over the Cowboys, send them packing because they told them to sleep it off. They right away let they abandon them. And then in the middle of the night, they leave the city slickers. They leave all these people who have no idea what they're doing. With the cows. To this stinking huge herd. They don't know where they are or where they're going. They have no map. Literally don't know how. They they said, we've been going in this direction the last three days. Let's just keep going. And it's like, what the hell? And like half the group wanted to just say, sorry, let's leave them. We're going to move five times faster without them. Because, I mean, you're talking the food's gone. They're, They're dwindling the food, the water. I mean, it's they're, they're not equipped to move a herd and live off the land, dude. They're not cowboys. They, they have, I mean, like you're a week into this. I mean, it's it's nuts. So, um, Bruno Kirby and Daniel Stern, they say, "Fuck it, we're gonna." They no, have you to. guys leave. Daniel's all he's got left. It's all he's got it's left. The dude. Only thing he's got, and he's he's and even Billy Crystal's like, "We're leaving." He goes with the city folk, and so those two. And they're, they're not doing It's like doing Dumb it. and Dumber are trying to stink and move a herd, and they're getting their asses whipped, and then stinking Billy Crystal comes back. It's Mitchie great. the Kid comes back, and it's awesome. And they, so then you've got three best friends who are now real cowboys. They're really moving a herd, and like it's, it's crazy. And like the rest of the, the crew leaves so, so they can just you know, get somewhere with you know, food and safety. Because, I mean... There's still parts in America that are like that. Dude, if you leave the Midwest and head east or head west, mm-hmm. there's open country oh, out yeah. there. You, to you drove it, Tony. Yeah. Like, it's funny. On our, side of the, on our side of the country, you can get to any city in four hours. You go here and start going west, there's cities 10 hours away. dude. You're driving. Dude, it's crazy how big those states are out you there. You take a wrong turn, you run out of gas, and you die. Dude, I drive through uh, South Dakota, and there are exits that say last gas station for 300 miles or something crazy like that, 200 miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get gas there because otherwise you're not going to make another place. You imagine you get to the other place and it's closed. Oh. How did the tanker get out there? That's insane, dude. But um, it's badass, though, because you see the three guys have to really come together. And, and, and they get the herd. They get the herd all the way to Colorado. If that happened for real... That place would have been sued so hard, <laughs> like especially nowadays. Like, but um, I mean, the, just the moral of the, the whole thing is like, you and your homies can do it, can and do they it. all find their way back. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it's funny because they say you can't find your way back in two weeks, but sometimes you got to stop and look at your life and say, "What am I doing?" Well, it, your it, head it right? makes you appreciate what you have. Yep. When you think you know it, this sucks, then like. Any some kind of insane circumstance can make you realize, damn, dude, I got it made. Legit, I appreciate this shit, man. It's just there's the movie is is just littered with amazing points that you that you like really take home, especially now that we're adults seeing this shit. Man, it's crazy to me. Just so before we get into just a couple things, um, if you want, a, we we saw we probably some Dane Gina. Uh, 
coffee cups. You see them, I might see them on our, 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 our Facebook page. People get them in the mail, showing them off online, show them on Facebook, whatever they're showing it off on. If you want one of these Jane Gina coffee cups, you can go get them online. Go, get, go, get, go to our store, go to the Jane Gina Design, and order a coffee mug. It's like, it's like eight bucks. So if you want one of those, go order one, dude. They're awesome. Be a great, great addition to the house. If you want t-shirts, we have our Red Room Theater t-shirt in there, as well as our Dang Gina t-shirts, as well as coffee mugs available in our Threadless store. That's available redrum.threadless.com. It's, it's a cool little store. Getting more designs to you, hopefully, in the next uh, three, four months. Now, Dang Gina. Raise this rate, raise this wrong. We went through a lot of it already. We went through yeah. a lot of it already. But here's, 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 here it is. Here's one we didn't kind of deal with. And this is one that I, I picked up because Tony mentioned it, and I, he's right. Um, like, I don't know if we talked about it already, but just saying it again. I dated, some, I dated a few girls. There was a good, it was not a good relationship. I wasn't happy in them. But you almost stay in it because, like, you're already in it. Like, momentum, you know? Like, almost like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I want to stay in this. But I, I thought, of, like, I had friends told me, listen, if you do this thing, you're going to hate your life. And I'm glad I had a buddy tell me that, and I was mad at him. He told me, or I'm in the men's bathroom, and I'm talking, I'm hollering at a girl. He goes, dude, you gonna, if you do this, you're going to hate your life. I'm like, I'm like, what do you know, man? So he laughed. I'm thinking, sitting there, sitting on the job, thinking about it, and I was like, "He's stinking right." This day and age, when you have social media, and you see what you dodged, <laughs> um, man. So Daniel, Daniel Stern's life is awful. Um, raise us right, or raise us wrong a little bit. Afraid to settle down for a while. We went through that a lot. Um, so yeah, we went through our razor right already. So we did those two things already, pretty much. So booyah, 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 booyah. As we bring our podcast to a close, we kind of talked about what we want to do for the movie, and we came up with an idea. Uh, we're gonna do part one of my guy trilogy. I have three movies I've seen in my life that helped me understand what being a man is and how to be a man. Three movies I, I made every one of my guys watch whenever I want them to know. Listen, this is what a this, this is what a man is. And this is the first one of the Man Trilogy. It is a film called, Tony? Beautiful Girls. Holy cow. The cast is amazing. Dude, next. So, so if you've never seen it, never, this is a small movie. This is a very small film made by Miramax in the early, early, uh, mid-90s. It's a Miramax movie? It's a Miramax movie. Dang. I know. Um, but dude, if you've never seen this movie, this is relationships, guys, girls, love, it's a lot of this, it's the themes is just really growing up and, and, and coming to terms with being an adult. And that's a big deal. Still, it's a big deal. Um, so we're getting all that next next week. So you listen to our podcast on iTunes Podcast Store. Subscribe on Android on the Stitcher app. So subscribe to the show on iTunes Podcast Store or Stitcher, and you can have a, your new show update every time we put out a new episode. So go ahead and subscribe right now. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash or on Twitter at Red Rum Theatre. Um, so you can follow us in those places. We post movie posters. We post we post new trailers of movies there. Creed. Creed 2, baby. It looks amazing. Listen, when we get closer to Creed, we're going to do some Rocky movies, Yes, dude. we are. Heck-a-yessa. Um, so that's what we got. Hour and a half in the can. Holy cow. No shit. So it's like this is a great movie. You can't rent it on iTunes. This kind of sucks, but you can rent it on Netflix, DVD, or buy it on iTunes. So you can get it. Or maybe you can go to your stinking family video and get it there. Who knows? 
If you go to Family Video, you can also get the best microwave popcorn of all time. Boom, baby. So with that said, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. We'll see you next month at the Red Rum Theater. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Though the streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling hard. Through rain and wind and weather, hell bent for leather. Wishing my gal was by my side. All the things I'm missing, good fiddles, love and kissing, are waiting at the end of my ride. Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them up, raw hide. Cut them out, ride them in, ride them in, cut them out, cut them out, ride them in, raw.